Welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet. Here, absolutely delighted to be recording the very first installment of our purely focused NBL show. Now, this was an idea I floated by you guys a couple of weeks ago uh, as to whether you'd want to see a secondary episode a week focused purely on the NBL, and it was a resounding response. Thus, I'm here tonight. Um, I'm pumped up, ready to go. Uh, and as I've said, like the NBL. If you've not tuned into a game before, it's must-watch TV. And the first couple of weeks of this season has been no exception. Uh, the action's been fast and furious. The, the players that have come into the league have been dynamic, to say the least. Uh, and the actual calibre of the ball has only got better. Last season was a tremendous success, and the league has only continued to build on that this season. Um, therefore, I thought it was only only right that I look to do another episode a week. Um, I'm really excited to be doing this show. It's going to be as I said, everything NBL, it's kind of going to be similar to our normally weekly podcast focused on the NBA, uh, but transitioning to uh, to the land down under. Um, I'll look to get some guests on. I'll look to have some input. You know, the fifth and dribble boys, they're already keen. Um, there's going to be a lot of exciting things in the works with this show. For today's show, though, um, after just getting back from holiday the other day, uh, today's going to be kind of a quicker, brief, introductory episode. Um, I'll quickly rattle through how the first couple of weeks of the season have played out, some of my key takeaways thus far, um, and then look to build on it for next week. Guys, as always, a big shout-out to the Spotlight Sports Network and the cover, helping us helping us with that visibility. Visibility not only in the US of A there, uh, but also in Australia here. So certainly appreciate everything those two entities are doing. As always, be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. As I said, the NBL season's well and truly underway. The NBA season starting in the next couple of days. Very, very exciting little period for us as basketball fans. But if you want to stay up to date with all the latest news from both those leagues, our socials are the place to do it. Um, so be sure to hit the like, follow, subscribe button. Do all that good stuff for us. We certainly appreciate it. Guys, let's get into it. I'm going to get into some of my key takeaways from the season thus far. Um, to kick it off, though, I'll kind of rip through the ladder and how things are standing at the moment. Um, and then, as I said, going to my takeaways from that. So kicking things off, the number one team at the moment uh, across their opening couple of games. Now, we'll just say the NBL, um, it's a little bit funny at the moment. We're in round three. Some teams such as the Tassie Jack Jumpers have already played three games, whereas, say, the Adelaide 36ers, just getting back from their trip from the US of A, um, have played just the one game there. So things are a little bit funny in terms of uh, the games played and whatnot. but. Uh, yeah, it'll give you a bit of an idea of thing, of how things are tracking thus far. So, so far, the Sydney Kings are top of the table at 4-1, and one, followed by Perth, Cairns and New Zealand, rounding out the top four. The Tassie Jack Jumpers are fifth. Melbourne United, Adelaide, Illawarra, South, South East, Melbourne Phoenix and Brisbane make up the chasing pack. So, some of the, the key takeaways that I've found so far, and it was... It was delightful. Uh, if you tuned into our, our normal show on the weekend the other day, Ro and I just got back from Queensland, had a beautiful time getting some sun, getting some uh, some beverages in, a bit of food, uh, certainly feeling the effects of that today in the belly. Um, but it was a great opportunity just to see the start of the season, tune into a heap of bowl um, and just really enjoy the first couple of weeks of action. So from that, a couple of my key takeaways 
were first and foremost the Tassie Jack Jumps. Now, they started their season extremely, extremely slowly, very similar to last season. Uh, they started at 0-3, and three, losing games to the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, the Taipans, and the Breakers. Now, these were probably games going into the season, especially given their success last season, that you probably, for the most part, would have had, had them penciled in as favourites, possibly, for all of them. I think, in my head, I certainly did. Um, but to start 0-3, and three, they were on shaky ground. Things looked you know, a little bit ordinary. They looked like they lacked a little bit of identity, especially on the offensive end without Josh Adams there. Uh, but they've really clawed it back. They've got themselves to three and three. That started, that little run, that three-win run has started off the back of their OT win versus the Brisbane Bullets. Now, that was an absolute heart stopper. Um, to, to be honest, for all intensive purposes, it looked as if they had it wrapped up with about 10 seconds to go. All they had to do was simply inbound the ball uh, would have got free throws to the line, probably put the game out of bed. Uh, but uh, as is always the case, you know, you what is it? The commentator's curse. Ro and I were sitting there. We spoke it into an existence. Uh, the Bullets got the steal off the inbound, went up the other end, knocked down the three. We went to OT. Uh, thankfully, the boys pulled it out. And from that, they've gone on a run where they've abs- they absolutely belted the Adelaide 36ers, uh, a team I'll touch on more a little bit later on. Um, Despite their good run in the US, things took a turn here in Adelaide. Their first home, their first game in Adelaide, the City of Churches, they got absolutely waxed. Uh, the boys from Tassie then followed it up just the other night with a big win against Melbourne United, uh, which puts them in really good stead. Their coming game, My State Bank Arena, this Saturday night, 8 o'clock, versus the Perth Wildcats. Bryce Cotton and Co. come to town. Uh, I'm absolutely buzzing for that. But um, I guess just on the jack jumpers. As I said, they looked as if they were still trying to fill that hole left by Josh Adams. Um, throughout the f- first few games, they lacked lacked an out-and-out scorer. And it wasn't until that game four, as I said, against Brisbane in OT, Milton Doyle, our new import, filling the roles of JA, really stepped up, really asserted himself, looked aggressive, and looked very reminiscent to Josh Adams there. Not only his ability to attack in the paint, uh, but also his ability to shoot the three ball. It really... It really came to life in that game and really gave our offense another dimension that was that was lacking up until that point. And it's it's certainly an adjustment period for the Jack Jumpers. Now they're still working out their rotation. They're still waiting for Will Magnay to come back, Clint Steindl, skipper there, um, and Sammy McDaniel coming back just last night or the other night against Melbourne United. Um, it's meant we've seen a lot more action from players like last season's development player Sean McDonald, Jared Bairstow getting more minutes. Uh, these other blokes that weren't as prominent last season are getting increased responsibility. So uh, it's fantastic for them. Uh, but it, again, it is still a little bit of an ironing out period there for Scott Roth in the front office, um, just as they wait for these big names to come back. So, you know, it was a slow start, but people don't remember how you start. They remember how you finish. And fingers crossed for the Jack Jumpers, they come home with a wet sail, as they did last season. Other takeaways from this season so far. Other cans type ends. Now, on our normal show, I've spoken I spoke about it a little bit in the NBA last year that the, you know, I'm a Lakers fan. Uh, but I really got a lot of a lot of enjoyment about seeing the Cleveland Cavaliers to go about their business, play a great brand of basketball, and really kind of embrace that underdog underdog status. For me in the NBL this season, it feels as if that team is the Cairns type ends. Now I'm sure a lot of you out there will kind of feel feel the same way. 
Um, they are just a heap, a heap of fun. The way they playing, they're playing at the moment. The way Adam Ford has them, just a run and gun team. Um, their game against the Jack Jumpers was just crazy. Absolutely torched them. Uh, and I've used, I used the analogy. I was talking to Roy the other day. Use the analogy that they play a very similar brand of basketball to the Sacramento Kings when they were under head coach Luke Walton. It's just a run and gun, not the greatest defense on the world, but they're going to turn every game into a track meet. And as viewers out there, you can't ask for much more. It is, it's such an exciting brand of basketball. Um, really love how well-rounded their team is as well. I thought that Tajir McCall was undoubtedly going to be the star. He took over that mantle from Scott Machado last season, and all indicators were pointing to him having a massive season. A couple of weeks ago, I think I had him in one of my most watched players or near the MVP talk. Uh, but thus far, he hasn't been the catalyst for their success. It's more being done on a on a on a team basis. Huge contributions out of Keanu Pinder, especially. I tell you what, that guy is an absolute monster. Um, he's certainly at this stage would be in the MVP talks. Uh, but it's been done by Pinder, DJ Hogue there, uh, Wardenberg, um, all these other names stepping up. Stepping up big time, and they're doing so at the moment. Tajir McCall will miss up to three weeks uh, with a partial tear in his right hip area. Uh, so it's going to be even more, I guess, more prevalent that these guys step up. And I, I think they will. They've shown nothing but um, a willingness to win, a desire to win, and a real passion for the game at the moment. Like the way they play, um, it's it's just fun. That is the, that's the simplest word I could use. It is a fun brand of basketball they play. So... For me this season, undoubtedly, rooting for the Tassie Jack Jumpers 110%. Um, but I would love to see the Taipans do well. Do well too. Um, and be a hell of a grand final. Taipan versus Jack Jumpers. Let's get it. Um, but it, it's awesome. A team that's struggled over the last couple of seasons. It's great that, granted, I know it's very early in the season. Um, but they look like they could be a team that's going to turn a few heads this season. And you love to see it. Um, no surprises here. Bryce Cotton, the guy just keeps on keeping on. He is still the king of the league. Uh, the other week, his performance against the just aforementioned Taipans was poetry. Um, he drew two four-point plays, just made it look absolutely effortless. But what what I love about uh, it's probably a point I've mentioned a few times. So I, I speak very highly of Bryce Cotton here on the show. Um, but what I love about his game in that game against the Taipans. How adaptable he is. His game, he started with the three balls, started hitting the four-point plays, and they, the, the Taipans looked to, to kind of put him, off, put him off that, get him off the line, draw him inside, get him in the lane. He had no hesitations whatsoever. He's so slithery when he gets into the paint, was able to either get an easy layup. But an underrated part of his game is his ability to bring the open man into the game, to incorporate his teammates. Like we see Bryce Cotton, the league's leading scorer, the MVP, the kind of the one-man show. But it's almost forgotten how good a playmaker he is. Um, the way he's able to just find that open man, it really looks as if him and Brady Manick, uh, the UNC star there that's come into the team this season, looks like they're really starting to develop a really solid chemistry and understanding between each other. I think that'll bode nothing but well for them going forward. Um Certainly hope it doesn't go as well this Saturday night against the Jack Jumpers, but uh, nevertheless, it's awesome to see that partnership and, and King Cotton still running supreme. Another interesting point I found now, as I said, some teams you know have played between 
two and two and six games thus far, but every team has lost a game. Now, as a fan of a respective franchise, you not might not be stoked to see your team has lost a game at this point. Um, but as an overall fan of the league, it's fantastic. It just shows how deep and how difficult every given night is. Uh, there's been a lot of upsets. The New Zealand Breakers have started their season two and one. As I said, Cairns are three and one at the moment. These teams that were anticipated to finish down the bottom end of the end of the table, um, even in this early stage of the season, are turning heads, which is it's fantastic as a viewer. It's fantastic me for me as a content creator. Um, and it's great for fans out there because their teams are going to be in it for longer. So excellent to see there. Um, as I said, the league is just continuing to improve the quality. And that that goes across the board for all these teams. As I said, all 10 teams have, have improved for sure. Absolutely. So uh, fantastic to see there. Now, a team I didn't want to touch on too much, shout out to the fifth and dribble boys, the reigning champs, the Sydney Kings, as I said, sit first on the table at the moment at four and one. I tell you what, I've seen a lot of good basketball so far. I've seen a little bit of bad basketball. And that was their game against Melbourne United a couple of weeks ago. Now, it looked like, I was really excited. This came off the back of the Jack Jumpers Bullets game that went to OT. Um, I was buzzing. This was straight straight on after. I was uh, fired up, had a couple of beers, ready to go, tune into a big game. And it looked as if it was going to be an absolute thriller at quarter time. It was pretty close. Um, at which time I did happen to get dragged to the pool, um, unfortunately. Uh, but when I came back, in the third quarter, it had blown out to a 38-point deficit for Melbourne United. The Sydney Kings ran absolutely rampant, ended up taking their foot off the gas to win by 20 points. Uh, but they were well on track for a 50-pace dub there, a little 50-pace nugget mill. Um, and I think it just shows how good they are. Firstly, they are the reigning champs for a reason. But I think credit's got to be given just off the back of this game and the way they've started the season to how well they've replenished their stocks. They lost... Lost the MVP, Jalen Adams. They lost Jarrell Martin. They lost who I've I've lost the Ian Clark. I tell you what, the plethora of stars they lost, but the job they've done in replenishing them is a credit to them. Uh, Derek Walton Jr. Again, another candidate you'd have to think so far for the MVP award. Uh, Simon there coming in. DJ Vasilovic stepping up as well. Um, it's just as it's, it's a testament to the organisation, and they are certainly the champs for a reason. Uh, but just wanted to make note of that. I'm, you know, as I said, I hate giving too much credit to uh, to the boys that beat us in the grand final, but they are such a well-oiled machine at the moment. Um, seen Xavier Cooks do his thing at the moment, absolute star. Uh, the, the, I guess the only concern for them is going to be, do they keep all these players? It's kind of like Adelaide, with the caliber of players they've got, will they keep them all for the entirety of the season? Um, if they do, they are going to be a force to be reckoned with, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them double up and get the back-to-back titles there. Uh, a team at the opposite end of things, the Brisbane Bullets. Now, they've started there. A lot of preseason hype surrounded the Bullets from pundits out there. Uh, I'd, I had more reservations than most. I think I had them sixth or seventh, if, if memory serves me correct, which it often doesn't. Uh, they've started zero and four to start the season. Very, very underwhelming thus far. Uh, I, they've got plenty of talent. Tyler Johnson in particular, he started the season well. When he catches fire, boy, does he catch fire. Uh, that game in particular against the Jack Jumpers certainly made me aware of that. 
uh, Aaron Bain, Sobe. They've got the talent there, yet they're so far it hasn't clicked in the way we thought it would and many out there. So they're a team I think could possibly turn things around very, very shortly. Um, with the talent they've got, you would expect them to, to start getting some wins on the board. And I'll just give a, uh, a little nod to what's in store for next week's show. I'm going to be doing my NBL power rankings. Now, if I were to do them now, without a doubt, they would be last. Uh, number 10, a big old 10 around their name. Bottom of the list, no worries whatsoever. But this time, in a week's time, I can see the Bullets possibly grinding out a win or two just with the talent they've got. So they're a team I'm certainly very interested to see what the uh, the coming weeks have in store for them. Okay, what I might do, I might just transition there. There's a couple of quick points that I've made that have, have stood out to me thus far in the season. Uh, I just want to, before we end today's quick little introductory episode, speak to the success of the Adelaide 36ers and their trip to the US. Now, it was uh, it's kind of baffling the way, that, I guess, the timing of it for them. Um, I know the NBA season, their preseason, but doing it just as the NBL season's tipping off uh, was almost a bit of a gamble. Had injuries, you know, plagued them, everything of the kind. It really would have put a... Um, put a bit of a dampener and a bit of a halt on their their start to this season in the NBL. But it paid off dividends. They had two games facing the Phoenix Suns and the OKC Thunder. Game one, they beat the Phoenix Suns in one of the most ridiculous, ridiculous games I can recall. Um, I've, I, To be honest, I've not seen a, a three-point shooting display like that before in my, in my life. Um, some of the deep bombs that were taking place was just, it almost had to be seen to be believed. They they won that game 134 to 124. Um, like, as I said, I'm, I'm just, I, if you haven't already seen the highlights of this game, I implore you to look them up um, just so I can speak a little more justice as to what I'm saying. Uh, they went a phenomenal 24 from 43 from three, shooting 56% from behind the arc. Massive, massive contributions. Robert Franks, 32 points, seven rebounds, three assists. Mitch McCarron with four points, nine rebounds, 16 assists, and three steals. Um, just a shout out to McCarron there. His passing ability, I reckon if he lined up the best passers within the NBL, he would be number one by a country mile. Uh, his vision, his ability, the behind the head pass, the no look passes. Um, he is something to be believed at the minute. And the Adelaide 36 is skipper there. I tell you what, he is a man in form at the moment. Even the other night in their loss to, to the Jack Jumpers, he was kind of one of the shining lights for them. Um, so if you want to kind of watch, I guess, almost a Chris Paul equivalent in the NBL, uh, McCarran would be your man. Um, and last but not least, they got a huge, 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 huge game from Craig Randall, uh, the last season's G League's most improved player put up 35 points, three rebounds, two assists, went nine of 17 from three, so plus 50% there um, in what was a phenomenal display. Honestly, if you were to to tell me they were going to go 24 of 43 from three and win this game, you most people, myself included, probably would have laughed at you. Um, but in a team that's so star-studded that Dominated the Western Conference over the last couple of years, despite not winning a title. Um, stars like Devin Booker, Chris Paul, you know, these these worldwide names. Um, the Adelaide 36ers really put them to the sword. So 
Unfortunately, they couldn't back it up in their game against the Thunder. They went down 131 to 98. Uh, couldn't replicate that three-point shooting barrage in the first game. Yet still, some pretty solid, uh, solid, solid minutes there for some boys, especially Randall. Craig Randall, once again, he put up 27 points, three rebounds, eight assists, went five of 11 from three. And his, his, after that game in particular against the Suns, got a lot of, lot of, lot of notice from NBA teams out there. Reportedly 10 teams, 10-plus uh, teams, took quite a liking to Randall. So, as I said, back to the back to the Kings. For Adelaide, their big concern is going to be about keeping this core. Franks, Antonius Cleveland, Randall, even McCarron. Uh, these are all names that there's a better than likely chance that they might not all finish the season with Adelaide, which would be a huge, huge blow. As for many people out there, they were the title pick. Um, they became the first team in NBL history to knock off NBA opposition. Uh, it was just a phenomenal performance for them. And again, it speaks to the the point that I've kind of harped on quite a lot about over the last few months, that the talent the NBL possesses, it's second to none. It really, really is. Um, in terms of leagues out there, you know, you look at the NBA, that's without a doubt the benchmark. You then kind of sift down to tier two. You've got your Euro League. You've got your CBA in China there. And the NBL is right there with it. It really is. And these, this just, I guess, made that point loud and clear. There is a lot of talent down here in the NBL. Uh, so if you're not already watching, you're not already a fan, I tell you what, time to get on board. Time to get on board. This will be your one-stop shop for everything NBL. As I said, today was a little bit of a quicker episode, just kind of introducing it, um, getting into the swing of things after getting back from holiday there and just making a, a couple of quick points about what I've taken away from the season so far. Uh, round three ends tonight. By the time you listen to this, round three will have concluded. The New Zealand Breakers facing the Illawarra Hawks very, very shortly uh, before round four kicks off next, uh, later this week. In which, I tell you what, things are ramping up. As I said, the Jack Jumpers and uh, Wildcats, going to be must-watch TV. Hoping to get out for that one. Um, but as I said, guys, be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials. We'll be here keeping you up to date with everything NBL. Please like, subscribe, share, comment, do all that good stuff wherever you listen to the show and get excited for next week. As I said, next week I'll be recapping all the news, all the you know odds and ends from the NBL, uh, but then getting into my power rankings so far. So looking forward to that one. I'm sure a lot of things will change over the course of the next week. So certainly looking forward to bringing that one to you guys then. Until then, though, guys, enjoy the rest of the week. Enjoy the NBL. Enjoy the NBA that tips off later this week. We'll be back, myself and the team, to record another massive episode next weekend, recapping all the latest news from the NBA as well. So be sure to subscribe wherever you get the show as to never miss another episode. Guys, take it easy. Have a great night, and I will talk to you soon.